Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's go Yanks podcast. I'm your host, Joe, along with my brother, the birthday man, Todd. What's up? Happy birthday, brother. Thanks, brother. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, doing doing great here. Had a nice, nice day of it up here. Um, just enjoying some time with family and everything like that. Managed to get out on the golf course today, so it was awesome. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um yeah, it sounds like a good day. I wish I was there, but uh, I'm glad you had a good time. So, yeah, I know. We'll have a couple birthdays to make up for when we're all together. So, we'll make <laughs> make some big plans. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, but did you uh, see that updated uh, the updated proposal? Sort of. I was so. I, yes, I think so, but I also saw a few things, so I was trying to make sure I read the most updated thing. Yeah, I just saw something today that was, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to pull it up right now. Um, okay. I saw something about health, like the, yeah, they did a big, like, 67-page document on how they yep. were going to keep players healthy. So and- I just... I just got this article from ESPN, and I think that's probably the one you were looking at too. Um, so, yeah, good old Jeff Passan is writing his face off right now. Yeah. So here's what is this? Is this him who wrote this article? Yeah, it is him. So this is Jeff Passan. Um, this article I got from ESPN. So I'll just read like this little section um, just to give people like basically an update of like what a 2020 um, season might look like. So yeah, do it. Um, so the article goes, so I'm just like paraphrasing. I'm just reading part of it, but he, here's what a day in the life of a baseball player could look like in 2020. So wake up, grab the thermometer issued to every player and take your temperature in the morning before eating or drinking, blah, blah, blah. Then take it again. If it's over 100 degrees, self-isolate and call the team physician and get ready to take uh, like a rapid test, a COVID test, right? Yep. Um, if not, if you don't have a temperature, you go to the stadium. Um, there are six bus trips to the ballpark instead of just the earlier late option. So they have more, I guess, so they can spread out, you know, not as many players on the bus. Um, and then... You can only use certain entrances, obviously wearing a mask, walking into the stadium, um, possibly wear uniforms to the stadium. So not change there, but change, I guess, beforehand. Okay. And then um, if and then you get your temperature taken again, if it's still below 100, you're allowed in the restricted areas. So the field, the training room, the weight room, the clubhouse, or perhaps the auxiliary clubhouse. So basically – because the six feet will separate lockers, they might they're not gonna have enough room in the clubhouses. So they're gonna have to make like a backup clubhouse basically. I see, I see. Okay. Or or somewhere that can be used as one. And then um there'll be like random virus tests. So just like a few a week that will be random tests and they'll just get tested for the virus. Um and it could be monthly but blood tests as well for antibodies. Um, and then 
Can't use hot tubs, cold tubs, saunas, steam rooms, or, or cryo cryotherapy. So, um, and then like the hitters meetings and stuff like that. Um, possibly on iPads or outdoors. No indoor in-person meetings. Yeah. Um, and then you can take your mask off on the field. Um, no water or like Gatorade jugs. So in the dugout, so like personal drinks only. No sunflower seeds or dip. Um, you can't like high five, dap, or hug. So they can't like celebrate, basically. Okay, individual celebration. <laughs> um, and then there's no lineup card exchange. It's sent via an app. Um, the manager has to stand along a railing, uh, the railing and not on the steps. And then the other coaches are six feet from one another. The rest of the bench is only players that are likely to enter the game can be in the dugout, and then the rest are in the stands. Um, the closest you can sit to anyone is four empty seats between you and two empty rows behind you. So they're spread out. So you have to like yell. <laughs> yeah. When the pitcher needs some grip, um, no licking of fingers. You have a personal Rosen bag. The hitter um, has his own pine tar rag too. Um, so if it's um, like when you get on base, no talking is like allowed. <laughs> um, no fighting is allowed, which I mean, it's already not allowed. <laughs> I guess it's really not allowed now. <laughs> And yeah. then um, if a ball, like, is touched by multiple players, it's no longer good. So say a ball gets hit or it's in play, it's, it has to be done away with. So basically if a ball gets hit, there's a new ball every play. I mean, which it already kind of is, like, nowadays anyways. There's, you know right. I mean? They go through balls, like, so fast. But um, Now are they going to sanitize those and then – authenticate them like they do with a bunch of other baseballs? I don't know. <laughs> and then um, what's it called? If you're playing, you're supposed to wash your hands or sanitize them between every half inning. Um, bullpen phone, if any of the phone gets used, dugout phone, you have to disinfect it afterwards before. Um, there's no buffet after the game, so you have to grab like a to-go meal that the clubhouse attendant will have. And then no cash tips, PayPal or Venmo. Um, if you want to eat with teammates, you have to like social distancing rules apply. Um, can't go out to dinner. You're not allowed to leave the hotel without approval. Um, and the housekeeper isn't allowed to enter your room um, while you're staying there. So, and that's, that's, uh, that's about it. That's like the whole day, a day in a life, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's a very complete day. So shout out <laughs> to Jeff Pazin for being really detailed in his description. It is really, for sure. really involved. So that sounds pretty, <laughs> I don't even know what term to use. Pretty crappy to me. Like <laughs> that's kind of sucks, um, for the players. Um, Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I just can't see that. Like, how are you going to go to first base and not talk? Like, how are you going to, like – it just seems too, like, 
Right. I feel like if they're pop, like, how are you going to not dap up after a home run or celebrate? Like, it's just going to be weird. Like, <laughs> no, there's already no fans. You know what I mean? There's already no fans. There's already no, like, it's already weird. Like, I just feel like if they, whatever they are, don't have a temperature or whatever. And like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just so it seemed the whole, this is crazy. I mean, if this means baseball, then I would be happy to see baseball, but I like, this is actually more intense than I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. It's definitely more intense than I, when I was reading it, I just was thinking it, yeah, it sounds like you said, very intense. And I mean, I hadn't thought in depth about much of this stuff, really, like what it would look like. Um, but they really got involved in it. But then I also think like, like what else are they going to say sort of um, like they need to put out a proposal that makes it makes the statement that they're taking this all really seriously. Um, and some people definitely might roll their eyes and be like, well, this is insane but for the people who are hesitant about this maybe for some of those people they feel a little bit more comfortable because of some things that mlb is planning to do so maybe that's a big part of the reason they did Mm. it too yeah i see what you're saying so so i think um, so like for me i'm i'm one of the eye rollers you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like I'm, 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 like, oh my god, this is like crazy. But I get if they did it because they want to like have the best chance to get it approved by like the government or whatever. Right. That's my guess. Yeah. Then I mean that makes sense why it's so extreme. I just think it's crazy. Like, what the heck was I going to say? It seems crazy to me. I don't know. I just can't like how, like a lot of, a it. Lot of it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, but like how, like you're going to, I just can't see, imagine hitting a home run and then you just like look at your teammates and like, Hey, good job. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's just like, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be it's yeah. so weird. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's going to get approved or not. I mean, there's so many other things to consider, but. Right. The thing that I don't know why it struck me, most um but was the baseball thing like getting rid of the baseball after it's touched by multiple people um just because i feel like you could go through like hundreds of baseballs in a game almost um yeah because like if it's a freaking foul ball i i yeah like i yeah i mean i don't know so, and I mean, maybe I don't know how many baseballs they typically go through a game and they probably change baseballs more often than I realized. But I was just like, like the way I read it, like multiple people right now, I'm assuming that's not after every pitch or whatever, but I also saw that they said like, they aren't going to basically aren't going to allow people to throw it around the infield anymore and stuff like that. So that struck me as the most like bizarre thing. Well, I mean, there's varying things, but that one stuck out to me for some reason. So according to the twins assistant equipment manager. Yep. 
this is back from 2015. I don't know how true this is, but um, he said about an average of eight to ten dozen balls are used each game. Eight to okay, so that's like a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So that's I mean, so you're you might even go through more than that now. Yeah, probably. You're, I mean, um, you're you're already going through a lot, and like that's with balls being used multiple times. You know, maybe for more than a couple pitches. Like, now it's going to be like, I don't know. It'll be weird. I don't know if it's yeah, going mean, to happen, but. I guess think about all the foul balls, too. Um, yeah, that's So, true. just in general, they go through a lot of them. Um, but. Like, if you were I, a player, like, I, how, what are you going to do? That That's, I remembered what I was trying to think about before. So, or, yeah. what are you going to do if a player starts chatting to the first baseman on first? Or, like, they dap up. Or is daps up judge. Like I'm saying, like, what are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna like okay, game's over? Or like that's I'm it's a serious question. I'm not being like sarcastic. I'm yeah. I'm like like I'm serious. I'm wondering how they're gonna enforce that, right? Because I mean, I'm sure the teams will try to abide by it, but just like human nature, right? Like you kinda they're not it's not it's something new. Like it's not they've been doing playing baseball a certain way their whole life, you know what I mean? Right, right. Well, I wonder, I mean, I wonder if they'll have any, like, MLB officials in stadiums um, or whatever. Because, I mean, I'm sure, realistically, most 95% of people, even if they're, like, annoyed by this stuff, they're not going to blatantly, like, do it just to be, just to disregard the rules. Um, no, I don't think any, they're, like, they're professionals. Like, I don't think they're going to blatantly dis but i'm saying like what if they just like at a routine they get to first they're like man you know like they start chatting it up like are they gonna get a warning are they gonna get fined like you right. know what i'm saying like how's it because i think if they like how are they gonna enforce that you know what i mean and then it might just become like if they did it you know they chatted with uh freaking whatever pool holes you know and uh i don't know Sanchez chatted or you know what I'm saying like whoever like we're chatting on first base and just out of like habit and then nobody said anything about it to them then like what's gonna if they keep doing it like is it just gonna like kind of like uh like the like not care about it or is it it's kind of like the dipping thing like dips not allowed but like every like in a lot of ballparks but everyone still does it or is it going to be like they're going to get a talking to by the manager and then they're going to get, like, if they do it again, they're going to get a fine. You know what I mean? Like, what? how are you going to enforce that? Because people may not intentionally do it, but I'm saying things may happen throughout the course of a game. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I think players are wondering the same thing. Just in one of the articles, some of the players, that was their reaction, basically. Like, how are these things going to be enforced or what they put on Twitter or whatever. Um so I don't know, maybe Major League Baseball will come out and say that. Um, but I also feel like in a way it would be smart not to be super specific about about that because then they have to stick to it or otherwise they seem like a bunch of phonies. Um, right. If they don't like if they I think it's one thing to put out all these health guidelines, but then if they also attach punitive things to it and then they don't stick to that then it kind of undermines any authority that would go alongside that. So it's a tricky 
tricky thing to do. Um, but, and maybe they'll just put out some general things like a warning type system, like that pro- gets progressively more strict, but try to keep it um, not like a specific number of like, well, now you're fined $200,000. Like maybe it'll be a warning from a team and MLB official. Step two would be a fine. Step three would be a suspension. And they might just call it something like disregard of MLB health policies or something like that. Um, I don't know. Just a thought. So the other thing along with that, right, is like, yeah, I think that's going to if they come out and saying like here to the I think if they say any punitive, I think that's probably why they didn't haven't said it yet. Is that if they say any punitive, if they set any punitive things, I think that's going to, um, like, decrease or the players will be less and, like less likely to want to do that. You know what I mean? Because, like, if you're telling them that if I talk to somebody on first or if I do this or that, I'm going to get potentially punished. You know what I mean? Like, I think feel like that's why you said maybe they'll come out with some general thing but i feel like they're not going to come out these strict punishments because that's just the players will be all right whatever i'll just wait till next year i'm not going to do i'm not going to go through that yeah well the only thing i saw um so it'll be interesting to see what's possible with that in terms of guys playing or not playing i mean i guess at any point somebody could say i'm not going to play but based on their contract does that like do they have measures in their contract where they can be forced to play or do they just lose their salary for that season? Do they void their entire contract? Like what does that look like in terms of their contract? Um, But then I also saw that they said in their health plan, high risk individuals who could be susceptible if they're infected um, can opt out of playing but it doesn't say anything about people who just don't feel comfortable playing. It specifically says high risk. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. It's going to be weird. Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's definitely a lot, a lot to it. Um, But, but I mean, hopefully they can, they can work it out and maybe putting some of this stuff, in place does provide a framework so it's not just like total chaos because i think like we were saying before i think if it does seem like well we're just going to try to wing it and make it happen um it's that bad probably in general it's a bad pr move and it probably wouldn't come off well to state and local officials that they will have to run this stuff by Right. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get approved. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I hope it does in a way because obviously I want to see baseball, but I also don't want it to be like not fun to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, no, and I know. Um, but what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, we'll see. And there's a lot of interesting stuff out there regarding the finances, stuff that, 
right now goes over my head. I'm hoping I can understand it a little bit more. Um, if we do get stuff together on that, I think it would be interesting to do an episode on that on Wednesday. So I'll definitely try. I just wasn't prepared to do it today. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I, yeah, I don't want to keep going on about this. I want to talk about 2018 Yanks before we get too <laughs> far off course here. But I just thought, you know, it's current, so we talked about it yeah. a little bit. But Right. No, it's nice to talk about current stuff. Um, did you see the Cashman stuff on, like, Judge and everything? No, I did not, actually. What do you got on that? Okay. So I guess Cashman had a call or a Zoom or something like that. Um with a bunch of reporters, but I think it also had a charity tie into it. Um, but he said, well, first of all, he said that he was optimistic on the potential of a deal between the owners and players. Um, so we'll see. I mean, that doesn't say a lot but... too much, but besides the fact that, that he's hopeful that it'll happen. Um, but, and yeah, I don't know. I don't think Cashman would be somebody who would say like anything. Oh, we're not going to reach wrong. a deal. Right, right. I don't. Yeah, that just doesn't seem like his play. Uh, right, right. Exactly. So, um, so anyway, that's kind of all he had to say about that. But then he also said that the Yankees didn't expect Judge to be ready until summertime. Anyway, right. Um, which was. Not like the biggest shocker deal in the world, but I don't think we've really heard anybody come out and say that up to this point. It was more like we're taking it week by week or whatever. Um, but they and now I guess, knew. but right, but they kind of knew, which I mean, in a way that kind of makes me feel better because I would hope that they would have more or less of a timeline. I know it's kind of a weird injury and maybe it heals in different ways or whatever, and they were hoping judge could avoid surgery um but i think it's realistic for them to say like yeah we kind of knew this was going to be a while i think maybe what they didn't want to do is like establish a timeline and then like have everyone expect him to be back and then him like try to meet that expectation and you know what i mean yeah yeah it's easy for cashman to say that now because baseball is not going to happen until summertime right so (laughs) so anyway Um, So he said that, and then he said that Hicks playing center field for the Yankees this summer is a legit option. That's Um, good. Yeah, yeah, so that's good to hear. Um, Does that mean July? Does that mean August? We'll see. Who knows, but um, hopefully sometime in there. So I think those were the main guys that he talked about kind of in his update. Well, I think Paxson and Stanton are pretty much good to go. Yeah, yeah, so, I think so at this point. So the last like part I'll say is like something to consider too is like a lot of stuff is opening back up like nationwide. Yeah. Things are kind of like getting back to normal-ish. Um yeah. and so I don't know how that'll affect like will baseball progressively get more normal as the season goes along or will it stick to this like I hope so. Because, I mean, look at uh, – I mean, I know, like, some of the first athletes that had it were those NBA players, right? Yep. And we talked about them. I mean, obviously, people have died from this. Like, obviously, a lot of people have died from this. But, like, I think all those athletes are – I haven't heard of any of those guys who had it, like the NBA players who had it or whoever, that have 
I think they're fine. You know what I mean? Or I know who else had the Saints coach, right? And he's he's yeah. older. So I think, and I mean, I think that's something to consider too. Like, obviously, I'm not trying to downplay it or whatever, but everyone's got their own personal opinions on the topic. But like, it's known. It's like a known fact. It's not like an opinion that it it affects adversely affects people that are weakened immune systems, right? Like they're sickly or obese, right? Like they have health problems or older people that are have weakened or that don't have a strong immune systems or resiliency, right? So like most MLB players are in their twenties to thirties, they're healthy and strong. Like, you know, I mean, and I'm, it's just something to talk about, you know what I mean? Because like, they're not, they're, they're like the opposite end of the spectrum for people that are adversely affected by, you know what I mean? They're young and healthy. You know what I'm saying? Probably healthier than a lot of individuals, you know what I mean? Than your average Joe, you know what I'm saying? Because they have freaking, they eat, they eat healthy diets, they work out, they have best, great medical care. You know what I mean? So they're probably healthier than your average person and they're young. So, I mean, it's just something like, and, you know, from like the statistics have shown that healthy young people generally aren't, some of them don't even know they have it. And a lot of them are, that do know they have it. It's, it's like similar to that of a, a cold or flu. You know what I'm saying? So I think that a lot of this stuff is just that it's a new thing. It was new. You know what I mean? It was a new disease and it kind of like spread really quickly and that people just got kind of panicked about it. Um, but I think if you like, yeah, take a, take a pause and I don't want to like get too much into this, but if you take a pause and look at like statistics, right. And like actually like what's happening and try to try to tune out the hype around it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm not trying to downplay it. I know people have been, whatever, lost family members or whoever. So I'm not trying to like say, oh, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like just looking at facts and reality, like these these guys, these people, the MLB players are like probably the lowest, some of the lowest risk individuals to maybe not contract it, you know, and anybody can contract it, but to get affected by it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I know yeah, for them, yeah. I mean, they're probably worried about spreading to their family or whoever. And I mean, obviously, that's a concern. But like, um, you know, like, I think that I don't know. We'll see what happens. It just, I think, it, a lot of it depends on what goes on in the country and kind of like what will, like, if we're gonna what we're gonna do as a country, and then that'll in turn affect what happens with the baseball and other sports as well. So. Right, right. I think um, a lot of people, and this has been like a common, like they'll be like, oh, like nothing, like everything's going to be different after this. There's going to be a new normal. I really don't think that. I, I personally don't think that's the case at all. I don't think we're going to be wearing masks everywhere. I don't think we're going to be social distancing. You know what I mean? In the future, like that's going to become a normal thing. I, I don't because I mean, like there've been infectious diseases that have done a ton more damage in the world and up to this point and we haven't like changed the way we live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you may see a portion of people It could be a small portion, but um, portion of people who for a period of time are wearing masks or something like yeah. that. Maybe it's because they're immune compromised or whatever. Right. Um, and, I mean, there, but, there's definitely right. that immediate impact. Like that's what, I mean, there's going to be a immediate impact after like, but I'm saying in the long run, like 
looking a year from yeah. now, two years from now, I don't think that it's going to be, there's not going to be a new normal. Like I can tell you, I'm not going to be wearing a mask or like not going out to eat and like sitting like 20 feet away from you, like, <laughs> or going out to a bar and like sitting on the other side of a bar. Oh, only five patrons allowed. And I don't think that's going to happen. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just yeah. think because there's been the, like there's been deadly influenza viruses that killed millions of people in like the early 1900s. So not that long ago when you're talking about history. And then there's obviously right. been like the freaking black plague and all this other like polio and again in the early 1900s. So there's been other diseases that had mu- like much higher death rates, like much higher, like uh fatalities um percentage wise like that were more deadly right and we still we we got through them and they were either vaccinated or people just developed immunities to them and even like with the flu the flu still happens now there's like new strains every year so some people get the flu shot some people don't and it's just part of like life like oh it's flu season people get the flu like just uh be mind like try to whatever sneeze in your elbow and wash your hand you know what i'm saying so like but i i just don't see it us becoming a society as a country or as a world really where we're you know i know there's some cultures that already do wear masks like asian cultures a lot of the in the cities over there and in like asia that they wear masks a lot you know what i mean um yeah but i i just don't see that really happening widespread that a whole change in society because of this um i don't you know what I mean? But I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no, we'll see. I don't I don't think so either at this point. Um, but we'll see and hopefully hopefully things will get better um for sure soon. So Yeah, but anyways, I guess we'll move on now. So we right, started moving on. Yeah, we'll get we'll actually cover the twenty eighteen Yanks this episode. So All right. Um sure. Yeah, I know we were getting going there again, but um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's just new information coming out. So there's a little bit more to talk about than, sure. than weeks yeah, past. Excited for new, new stuff. So why don't you cover the, you want to hit the overall um, like season and season? Yeah. Um, so yeah, 2018 was a great season for the Yanks. Uh, there were 162 second in the AL East. They had a really great first half of the season, 62 and 33. Um, and then they were 38 and 29 in the second half. Um, and this is where we kind of saw the second wave of the baby bombers. So uh, Torres and Andujar really emerged. Um, Chad Green had a really great season, too. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it also coincided with Aaron Boone's first season as manager um, mm-hmm. of the Yanks. Do you have any thoughts on Booney, by the way? I just was thinking about this. I don't really have any strong feelings on him. On him as a manager? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so far, so far, I like, I like him. I don't, like, love him or dislike him. I like him. I, I, yeah. I think he's done a good job. You know what I mean? And I think, I think he's done, I think he's done a great job, honestly, but, and I like him, you know what I mean? I like the way he talks, conducts himself, all that stuff. Um, I think he's different than Joe Torre, different than Joe Girardi, who's the two managers I grew up with when I was alive, you know what I mean? Since I've been alive that I've managed the Yankees. So he's different than both of them. Um, Similar in different ways, I guess. I would say more similar to Joe Torre than to Joe Girardi. Okay. Um, 
I would say just think he's more like, like more of like a, a dad than like not a dad, but more of like a. He's more of like a friendly guy, if that makes sense. Than Joe Girardi, you know what I mean? Joe Girardi, Joe Girardi was kind of not that he was like a jerk, but he was like kind of like a like a cold individual. I don't know how to put. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Like he was kind of yeah. like straight, yeah. straight and narrow. Like really like. Not uptight, but I don't know what the word is really described Girardi, but like just a different personality. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, no, definitely. I think Boone's a little bit Boone's saying. a little bit looser. You know what I mean? Like a little bit right. looser, a little bit more right. laid back, relaxed kind of personality. But I mean, he'll still like the savages rant. Like he'll still get into it, and that's why I like him. Like I think he's pretty laid back personality yeah. wise. I like him. I think he's laid back. He gets he he can stick up for his team though when he needs when he needs to. So I think that you know you don't want to be put a pushover and you don't want to be a, a freaking dictator either. So I think he does a good job of that. And from what I've heard, like the players like him, he has a great relationship with the coaches and players. So that's a good thing. Um, and also I think he does make, I think he makes good decisions. I mean, obviously sometimes watching games, I'm like, man, why would you pull him out and, or put him in, you know right. what I mean? Like there's, I mean, but there's moments like that with every, you know, manager and like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, that's why that worked out. Or I'm like, damn, see, but that's baseball. You know what I mean? Like they do things, they try to do the, what they think is the right call. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but overall I think he's done a good job and made the right calls. So I I think he's made mistakes, but I think he had really no managing experience before this. And I think he's, he's gotten better 2019. I think he was better than 2018. And I think he's gotten better as a manager and it's only his second year. So I think he'll continue to get better. And I think the Yankees will get better as a team and they'll win some championships, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Agree with you. Just curious. Cause I don't have a strong opinion on Booney yet, but I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad they have him. I like him. So hopefully things will keep going well for him and the Yanks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, so um, the Yanks finished, like you were saying, 162, second in the AL East behind the Red Sox, who were 108 and 54. So the Red Sox had a really good year, um, potentially yes. due to some sign stealing. Right there, clubhouse assistant video guy who's now been fired. Thank goodness that MLB made that decision. Yeah, that um, hard decision to punish the assistant clubhouse the- video guy. The mastermind was he. He was actually out, he so. actually was he actually had uh, like body suits of all the players and was actually hitting for them and using so like none of the actual players like utilized the stolen yeah. the stolen signs. He just wore their body suits and hit for them, so they didn't actually cheat. Only he did. He did all of it. So right. Right, it was just him and um, and Cora. Like, since he already was punished for the, he already got fired yeah. for the Asher's thing. Like, Why punish him? What, twice? Yeah, he doesn't need to be held accountable again. No, but right, no. Don't forget though, no dapping up after home runs. Right, no sunflower seeds spinning. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so anyways, and I'm sure if you do, you get a more severe punishment than the Astros and Red Sox faced. You'll probably get a five, a six million dollar fine instead of the huge five million dollar fine for a team that makes hundreds of million dollars a year in revenue. You know what I mean? Like, ooh. yeah, maybe maybe you'll actually be suspended for a game or two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Watch like they suspend guys for like 
giving high fives or something. And then it's like, you know how many yeah. jokes there's going to be about that, about like the Astros. <laughs> and it's like just major yeah. league baseball, you can cheat and get it and get no penalty besides um, like hate from fans. But if you high five, you'll get suspended. Yeah. Like, I could already picture the memes, but <laughs> so anyway, back to the Yanks in 2018. Yeah. So, I mean, Astro, uh, whatever I could get, I don't even want to get angry about Red Sox or Astros right now, but um, so but it'll happen. It'll happen probably again in this episode. But um, so offense, um, you want to you want to hit some of the offensive highlights of the year, some players. Sure. Um, so Andujar was great, um, and that's something that is frustrating to me when just feel like he might get passed over for like a spot on the team um, or just people are seem ready to move on from him. Um, I mean, he played 149 games, 83 runs. He had 47 doubles. Um, he was a doubles machine. He had 27 homers, 92 RBIs, 297 batting average, 527 slugging, 855 OPS. Um, so just a great year. Should have been, should have been the rookie of the year. I agree. Not Shohei Otani, but stupid Shohei <laughs> so Otani. I, are, listen, we're really hitting the hot, the hot, the hot button. buttons for you. Right yeah, now. listen, I think I'm, like I'm not, I'm, I can't pitch like Shohei Otani. You can't hit like him. I'm not trying to not like he's talented. He's a talented baseball player, right? But yeah. just because he can pitch and hit, if Andujar did better at him at his job at that job, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like it's like if you had a if you built a car, right? Like you built a truck, and this truck was the best towing truck, right? Like it was the best at being a truck. It could go off road, it could tow, it could freaking carry a ton of payload in the bed, right? And then you had this other truck, right? It could tow decently and go off road decently. It could also um, go really fast decently like it could go it could be sporty it could handle decently well and go pretty fast it was just like a, a well-rounded truck but it wasn't the best at being a truck you know what i'm saying i know that's like a really dumb like analogy but like i just thought of it off the top of my head basically anduhar is that big rig that can tow a lot he was the best truck at doing truck stuff for a rookie but yeah shohei otani yeah he was a, a solid truck he was very well-rounded because he could pitch and hit but he wasn't the best at being a truck in the sense of being a, a, a ball player, like a player. You know what I'm saying? And I just think it's a shame that Andujar got passed up for that. So, yeah, no, it definitely, definitely is a shame because um, he had a great season. Also, Dee's another guy who had a great season for the Yanks in 2018. Um, and I think it's just more that adds into Yankees fans loving him. And I think, happy to have Glaber and DJ. So it's like, that's all great. But I think you do did for those couple of years, really love Didi. Um, so he played 134 games, had 89 runs, 27 homers, 86 RBIs, um, only 69 strikeouts, which was the lowest on the team um, for guys who played a similar amount of games, the starters, let's say, um, and the 268 batting average. So not, super great there um but a good year for him 
judge in a limited sample um well somewhat limited i guess 112 games though but still like he if he had played God, i don't know 25 30 more games think about what he could have done because in 112 games he had 77 runs 27 homers 67 rbis um a 528 slugging 919 ops 270 i don't know if you said it 278 average um but yeah, no, I think if Judge had played 142 games or 149 or whatever, like Andujar, I think he would have had. Yeah, I would think because Andujar had what 27 homers and 140 and 149 oh, and 149 yeah. games yeah. versus yeah. Judge had the same amount in 112. So I think maybe Judge gets up closer to 100 ribbies, right? Maybe he gets up in the 90s, and then maybe he gets up to, or maybe even more. Maybe he breaks 100, and then maybe. Um, he has mid 30 home runs, another 10 home runs, or maybe he even breaks 40. Who knows how maybe he got on a hot, would get on a hot streak. You know what I'm saying? So you never know how that would go. Um, right. But just to not to interrupt, but Shohei Otani in spring training this year before the season got shut down yeah. in uh, nine games, 24 played appearance. He was batting 105. Just saying. Nice. One RBI, no doubles, no triples, no home runs. He had two hits and 24 plate appearances um, and one RBI and no extra base hits. So just saying, I would have loved to see Shohei Otani falter this year. But let's look at his 2018 stats, right? So he only played 104 games, right? Yep. Um. So less than Andujar, he had a 285 average. So what did Andujar have? A 290, 297. So all right, boom, loss for him. Um, he had 22 homers, so pretty good for 104 games. 61 ribbies, also pretty solid. Um, 21 doubles, okay. So he had like I'm saying, he's talented, right? But like the numbers right. don't lie. Like even if Shohei Otani had played another. 45 games, right? Yeah. Maybe he would have got close to Andujar's numbers. Maybe he would have had a few more homers than him. Who knows? But I bet he would have had as many doubles. I bet his ribbies would have had as many ribbies. Or, you know, maybe they would have been close. I just don't think you can say it's a smaller sample size. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and in, and he played more games in 2019, and he went down to – he had more hits, obviously – Played two more games only, but uh, he had a little bit better average, 286, so up 0.01% or 0.01. But he had 62 ribbies, 18 homers, so really the same numbers, 20 doubles. So, I mean, his average is – he's a solid player. His average is about the same. He had whatever, decent. I mean, he had how many ribbies? 60. Like, yeah, those are good numbers. 60, like 100 games. He's playing 100 games. I know he's had some injury problems, so like – He's definitely a good player. I just don't like he wasn't the best. He wasn't the rookie of the year. I just like he's a good player and yeah, he was a a good batter, like very solid batter, like had a good season, but he wasn't the rookie of the year just cuz he can pitch doesn't make him oh now he's better cuz he can pitch too and he had a solid year at the plate. He he's better. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. That's just how I Right. Right. No, I think that's a it's a good case in Anduhar. Should have been rookie of the year. But moving um, on, I don't want to get stuck up on that. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but I so I do want to 
go to bat for Stanton here a little bit. Um, maybe it's because I'm 27 and matching his number today, so I'm feeling there you a go. little connection Birthday with episode. John Carlo. Um, yeah, yeah, but um, but I mean, in 2018, he played 158 games for the Yankees, had 102 runs, 38 homers, 100 RBIs and a 266 batting average. Um, he had, so he had 211 strikeouts, which is the most on the team. That's a lot of strikeouts. No denying that. Um, but like, man, when people make him out to be like, he's garbage, I just don't think that's the case. Now he's kind of stunk in the play. I mean, he's stunk in the playoffs for the Yankees. If I'm, remembering correctly um so i think that was a strike against him with yankees fans and probably all the strikeouts um but over the course of the season he had a good season and so i think we just need to give stanton more of a chance because obviously if you look at his numbers he's a good ball player i think part of what might have been a problem for him is from a yankees fans perspective it was kind of like what do we need Stanton for? Like, we've got Judge. Mm-hmm. We've got Hicks. Gardner's doing fine and left. We've got Frazier that maybe we can use. Like, coming into the 2018 season, I remember being surprised about that. I mean, it was kind of cool in a way, too. You were like, oh, my God, our team is stacked. Um, but at the same time, I think that made the expectations for Stanton even that much higher because it was like, well – now that we've got this guy, he's got to perform really well. He's got to have another um, MVP season. Right, right, because we didn't really need him, but now we have him and we're paying him all this money, so he better be really good. So anyway, I think people just need to back off Stanton a little bit and give him a chance. I mean, if over the next couple of years he stinks and it turns out to be a bad move, then it does. But it's only been – and last year, obviously, he was hurt for – like 90% of the season. Um, but that sucks for him too. Like that's not what he wants. It's only been what, two um, years? Yeah. Yeah. This, and he didn't even play really last year. Right. So it's um, been a year of us seeing him play. So give it, let's see what, let's, let's, like you said, I'm with you. Let's give him a break. Let's see what he's got the next couple of years. Yeah. So anyway, that's my Stanton thing. Um, Once I just want to interject Flavor, again. Yeah. So, yeah. In Shohei Ohtani. 2018, yeah. 2018, <laughs> Andujar only had 97 strikeouts in 149 games, where Otani had 100 and 100 and like three strikeouts and whatever, 105 games or four games. Ah. So in like 40 more games, Andujar still had less strikeouts than him. Um, just something to talk about, <laughs> right? Just something to talk about. Um. Yeah, and there's an. You gotta do, start doing bonus episodes for the four people that listen to us, where you can have your moments on Shohei. Yeah, serious. I'll do like Joe's rants or something. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I'll just rant about. It'll just be episodes about me ranting about the Astros, the Red Sox, <laughs> Shohei Otani, the coronavirus, <laughs> the government. Like I'll just get all my licks in. But it's still a Yankees podcast. Yeah, it just covers everything. Right. All my complaints. Yep. Taxation um, is theft. 
Did I, lose somebody? Did I lose you? Oh, I lost you for a second. To decline. I'm sorry. I will. I will oh, call them back. Decline. I didn't know if you uh, heard my joke, but I said taxation theft. They're calling you again. And it's relentless. Um, <laughs> I have one of my Who's friends. Who's calling you? I think they're probably they're probably calling to curse me out. Busy. That's usually what my friends do. So. Um, <laughs> Probably saying happy I, birthday. Either one know. or the other could, could go either. Way. <laughs> and say happy birthday, right. then curse you out. Maybe in the middle of the happy and birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Todd. They're probably going to curse of- me out now that I declined their call twice. <laughs> <laughs> now they're not going to say happy birthday. Oh, okay. He wants to decline. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to decline my call. <laughs> No <laughs> birthday wishes for you. Have a crappy day. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> so back to Glaber. Yeah, right. um... <laughs> so Glaber played oh, for man. the Yankees in 2018. Um, <laughs> yeah. He. So he came up um, and played 123 games for the Yanks. 54 runs, 24 homers, 77 RBIs, and a 271 batting average. Um, feel like he was really just getting warmed up in 2018 for what we saw in 2019. Oh, yeah, Glaber. It's right. Glaber Day every day. Um, he's gonna go down. I, I'm calling it. He's gonna go down as top five players of this era of this decade of the next two decades this era whatever you want to have i don't know but he's gonna go down as top five yeah i i hope so i feel like he's the guy for some reason and this seems relatively consistent across like different yankees stuff that i hear that people have the most hope in right now for the future and i think the only i think it was judge after his rookie year because they were like this dude's a freak like Hits for average, hits right. fifty home right. runs. Like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Like, but I think, and I think Judge is still, like, and he's also a insane defensive outfielder, Judge. So, and I think Judge still has, I think people still love him and people still have hope for him. I think just the last two years with injuries, especially this past year, um, have like kind of put a a dim on yeah. his shine. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. That was kind of weird language, but, and I think it's, I think it's fair. I mean, I think that's the game of baseball and that's, it's like, it's a freaking cutthroat business and fans are ruthless and that's how it is. Like they're going to, if you're not performing and if you're not playing, you're going to, they're not going to love it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I I think it sucks because I think judge is an awesome player and I got his Jersey and I think that he will be one of the greats and I hope that he will be one of the greats of this era of baseball and this Yankees era and this Yankees dynasty. But um, there is a little bit of worry there because of the injury things that we've seen and stuff. And so it's, we'll, we'll just have to see him with him, Stanton, some of these guys we have to see because like, I mean, besides Andujar, which was like a torn shoulder, which is like, I mean, obviously it sucks, but he was, I think, I mean, it's hard. Well, who knows? Cause he's pretty, he's only had, he had one full season then was out. So like, we'll see, but, Torres has been pretty consistent in staying healthy and um, 
And I mean, obviously we know our fair share of health issues. So when we have a player that performs and stays healthy, it's like, all right, this guy's the best. No no doubt. Um, So another guy who had a good season was Aaron Hicks, 137 games, 90 runs, 27 homers. A lot of people with 27 homers. Um, Yeah. Okay. 27. um, 27 homers, 79 RBIs, uh, 90 walks, which I think is something that, is a reason people like Hicks, but you don't even think about it too much. He's got a really he's got a good, good eye. eye, and you just feel like he he's confident up there. And, like, yeah, he just is kind of owning the plate. Um, and maybe it's some of that right. switch hitter stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I know as a, as a lefty batter, like in high school and stuff, I loved right-handed pit. Like, I loved right-handed pitching. I hated left-handed pitching. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I love the right-handed pitching because it's kind of like, like fastballs are easy to read. You know what I mean? Sometimes the high and away stuff I'd swing at, kind of like Guardy. Me and him are pretty similar. So short, stocky, you know, white guys, you know, similar swings, you know, similar uh, performance. Um, but no, but I think, and I loved like the breaking stuff that just broke right in onto your like, and you could really just yeah. turn on it if you're lefty, especially in Yankee Stadium with the short. And yeah. I think Hicks does that well, and so. And I think, and then he doesn't have to worry about struggling against left-handed right. pitching because he's a switch right. hitter. So boom. And I think that's maybe why he has such a good. He he doesn't strike out a lot, and he gets takes a lot of yeah. walks. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I know I'm a big Hicks guy. Hicks. You know that. I've kind of like I've kind of hinted, kind of hinted to that over. I just he gets me going. I know. Like some when I watch him, like like he's just I, especially this last year really endeared me to him. He just was so clutch when he was playing and. He can't seem to come in in these moments and just like do it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it was moments where you had like no hope, yeah. no hope. Yeah, and I was like, Hicks. oh man, Hicks, Hicks really <laughs> yeah, did that, it. I mean, that works. That when you can perform, when people, when the game's on the line, that works big time. Yeah, and I'm, and he's yeah. a good f- outfielder. He's a good outfielder. He's fat. He's fast. Yeah. He's got a good arm. So, um, that helps too. And. Um, I love his swing. He's got that oh, he's sick got freaking yeah. when he hits a home run and he just like throw like the bat just shoots down yeah. behind him. Like it's just like instantly on the ground. Like the bat's like out of his hands before the ball's even yeah. like past yeah. the infield and it's already on the ground. He's just kind of like looking at it as he's yeah. going down. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Man. Um, so anyway, so those were some of the bright spots offensively. couple rough spots. Gary, Sanchez was not super scary in 2018. Um, Gary was not scary. Games, 51 runs, 18 homers, 53 RBIs. So those are good numbers for 89 games. But the numbers that are not good, well, the number is a 186 batting average. Below the dreaded (laughs) Mendoza line. Much below. What's the is the Mendoza line below two twenty or two hundred? I don't know. Um, all right, I'll look Take it up look. quick. But whatever it is, he yeah. was much below the yeah. Mendoza line. Either he was way, definitely below that. Um, and then another guy was Greg Bird, who too again the Yankees in twenty eighteen. I think um, really hoped for Bird to work out um, and just didn't come together unfortunately um 82 games 23 runs 11 homers 38 rbis and a 199 batting average 
So the Mendoza line, think about this, this poor guy. His yeah. description is brutal. So the Mendoza line is an expression in baseball. I'm just getting this off Wikipedia. Um, deriving from the name of shortstop Mario Mendoza, whose poor batting average is taken to define the threshold of Oof. incompetent hitting. That's yep. a rough description that your your name poor is now <laughs> used to define <laughs> you suck at hitting, basically, <laughs> in the pros. But anyways, sorry, Mario. Um so the cutoff point okay. is 200 average, so below. His career average was slightly higher than that. I don't know exactly what it was. I'll try to find it. Um, oh, it was 215, career batting average. So slightly higher than 200, but um, that's the Mendoza line is 200. So they were both below the mo- yep. uh, Mendoza um, line. So that's, that's definitely rough. rough. Um, but Bird leads us into Luke Voigt, who came over in July, I want to say. Um, right, St. Louis acquisition. Yeah, came over at the end of July. Um, when the Yankees traded Giovanni Gallegos and Chasen Shreve to the Cards. Um, and Voight pretty much raked when he came over to the Yanks. Um, in 39 games, he had 28 runs, 14 homers, 33 RBIs. That's ridiculous. Three batting average, a 689 slugging percentage. And one of my favorites, the one dot oh nine five OPS. Yeah, those numbers are just absurd. And I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody expected that was going to continue at right. that level. <laughs> um, but that was just an insane, like he was magical coming over. And it was like 39 games and 14 homers. It's basically like, I mean, it's a little under half, but still like, oh, it, about half the games he played in, he was hitting a home run a little less and a 333 average. And he's a big boy. No. He doesn't look like an average hitter. You know what I mean? He's batting 333, 33 yeah. ribbies. So that was, he had almost a ribby every game. So this dude was freaking just absolutely yeah. raking yeah. when he got yeah, over I the think He was definitely on a run, but it seems like when he's healthy, Voight can hit. He... Voight is yeah. a, Voight's a player. That's for sure. At the beginning of 2019, he was, Doing well. He was making a honestly an honest push for all star yeah. first baseman. The great Cashman um, Fund. And then obviously great Cashman Fund. And then obviously he um got injured in the uh London series. He got like pulled his groin like uh groin or uh uh yeah. hernia, hernia injury. Um and then he really like he was out for a little bit, came back and just struggled. Like was like didn't look like the same player at all. Like looked like totally lost. And yeah, then it came out that oh yeah, no, he's actually like injured. Like he, like yeah, the no no no. Like and that was to me is like that was bizarre. Like that he came back and then he was not doing yeah. well. And they're like, oh no, he's hurt. Yeah, he like like yeah, no duh. He's <laughs> like what I, that just like seems to me like that was poor management or not management by like, cause I don't want to say like it was Boone's fault. It was poor health management. So whoever's making those calls, helping void out with those decisions, like did not d- do a right, good job. Right. I agree. Um, so yeah, just a couple other offensive notes. Uh, Clint Frazier was pretty limited in playing in 2018. Um, only 15 games, 41 plate appearances. So not a lot to carry on for him. Um, Neil Walker played a pretty big role off the bench for the Yanks. Um, 
playing in 113 games, I think between like second base and other infield positions. Um, and he probably played a decent amount of first base too. Um, I would guess because bird only played 82 games and, uh, Foyt wasn't over just yet, but anyway, um, so Neil Walker, the home run corker, I think as John Sterling called him, um, 113 games and Romine played 77 games too in 2018 and did a decent job as the backup catcher for the Yanks. And I mean, we talked about Sanchez's struggles and he had injury yeah. struggles as well, which is a common trend here. And that's why like 2017 was pretty magical with the baby bombers. And then 2018 and 2019 were also great seasons, but we got a little, we're get we got a little bit scared with all the injuries, um, especially with some of our promising right. young players. So hopefully whenever we do see baseball, we can kind of move past it, maybe like uh, growing pains or whatever you want to call it. But hopefully we can get healthy, stay healthy, especially our key key players really need to stay healthy. Like, you know what I mean? Our main guys, our, our core guys need to stay healthy and, and play yeah. and not get injured and play well. <laughs> so, or at least be healthy and be there. And, you know, obviously they're going to have their ups and downs, right, but right. just stay um, healthy. Yep, you know? no, I definitely hope for that too. No more injuries. You want to take us through some of the pitching stuff? I know yes, we're pretty just, deep um, into the pod here already. So. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. deep. We'll have to speed it up here. Um, so I should probably I not. Gonna... I wanted to pull up Neil Walker's. <laughs> no, no, no more Shohei Otani stuff. I mean, I'll if you really want, I could find for it. all but... the people supporting our podcast. I'm trying to find. Okay, here it goes. So 2018, Neil Walker played. Um, uh-huh. 42 games at first, 32 at second, 25 at third, 16 okay. in the outfield, 15 of those in, in right field, so one in left field. Okay, we love to five just throw the people in the corner outfield positions here and there. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, Neil? Yeah, Chris you're, Carter, right, go Neil. play right field. No. Yeah. That's wild to me. He was in yeah, right field for like what, what, two or three games. All right. Anyways, I'm going to run through the pitching here. So now no. trying to not get your input, but we can just kind of give a summary of it at the end. So Sebi, awesome again. 32 games started, 191 innings, 19 and 8, 339 ERA, um, 220 strikeouts, 1.145 whip. So just another great year from Sevy. We miss him. Come back healthy, Sevy. We need you. Tanaka, tank, 27 games, 156 innings pitched, 12 and 6, uh, 12 and 6 record, 375 ERA. So a lot better than yeah. 2017 yeah, where he struggled, if I'm correct, right? 1.128 whip. Um, and what, what the whip is walks. What is pitched. it? Walks. Right. So walks plus. Yeah. So. Looking uh, pretty pretty solid yeah. there with the whips from both Sevy and Tank. Um, CC, twenty nine games started, one hundred fifty three innings, nine and seven, three six five yeah, ERA. Solid. So CC another year. Um, he really he really st- started to dip off in twenty nineteen. Struggled, I think, just in- injuries yeah. finally got to him. Like really got to him. Um, all the wear on his body, but just 
He ate up 153 innings to his 3-6 ERA. That's not even like – he's not like – it wasn't like he was a mid-four inning or like a mop-up guy. Like he's it's pretty solid, like a 3-6 ERA, 9-7 record. Like that's not too bad. Um, Cap came over, was traded to the Yanks on July 26th. Yeah, he was great. Freaking lights out. 11 games started, 63 innings, 7 and 0, 269 ERA, 1.052 whip. So really just lights out. Um, freaking under three. I, w- I would love to see that Hap again. And I was kind of saying that this you remember me saying I thought Hap was going to be good this year. Like I was, <laughs> I was talking about yep. Hap saying he's come with a new mentality. He's, ba- he, he's back to make things yeah. happen. You know what I mean? So like, I was really excited to see Hap, and now he's getting older by the day here. So we'll see how it, yeah. how it goes whenever we see baseball again. Um, right. Well, he had that also a contract here for Hap, right? Would have like he needed so, to hit certain numbers to kick that in. So, which yeah, stupid coronavirus. Um, and then other guys who did well, um, pretty much all yep. their key bullpen pieces. Chapman, um, thirty-two saves. Two four five ERA ninety three strikeouts Green two five ERA ninety four strikeouts one point zero four four WHIP Robertson um three two three ERA ninety one strikeouts one point zero three three WHIP and all of them pitched. Be- Chapman had only fifty one innings, but the rest of them were in the sixties. Yeah. Green was up in the seventies. Betances again sixty six innings two seven ERA. Yeah. I miss him. I miss him. Um, yeah, no. It's terrible what happened uh, with last year and then coming back, and it's a shame. 270 RA, 115 strikeouts. Every oh, my God, year, like 105 yeah, like with double the amount of strikeouts as his innings pitched. Crazy. And and it was and, – and he had an ERA like below three, I think, almost every year. So, Holder – 3.14 ERA, 1.091 whip. I'd love to see Holder be a nice mop-up, or not even a mop-up. I'd love to see him be like a, a little bit of an innings right. eater, you know, almost like a Cessna come in and pitch so- solidly and, and just take some innings in good and bad games. Um, Britain uh, came over from the Orioles on July 24th, 25 innings pitched, 2.88 ERA. So solid from the bullpen again. Um, that's That's like a common trend here. Um, some rough spots for the pitching. Sony Gray, who's no longer with <laughs> yeah. us. I mean, he's alive, but he's not. <laughs> he's not in the Yankees. Um, twenty-three games started, one hundred thirty innings, eleven and nine. So not a bad. I mean, a little bit yeah. above five hundred, but four nine ERA, um, and a one point four nine six WHIP. So really, those eleven wins that he eleven wins started were not probably due to him. They were probably due to the Yanks offense. Right. And I mean, he might've had a few good games with the four, nine ERA. He might've had a good game and then had some really bad games. Yeah. So, you know, but not a great, not a great stat line. Um, Lance Lynn took over starting pot. He spot pot. He's no longer with us either. He's yeah. Still alive. He was on a talking baseball recently, uh, I think episode. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's on the Rangers now. Yeah. Right? He's doing pretty good, pretty good over there. Um, and yeah. Sonny Gray's doing good on the Reds too. So those are some uh, Chapman funds that. Uh, <laughs> are ch- oh my god, I'm tired. <laughs> 
those are some cash and funds that didn't pan out for the Yankees, right. but they ended up being pretty good pitchers now. And it's kind of like maybe like New York wasn't the spot for him, or maybe like we didn't give him enough time. And maybe it was the freaking could've pitching. Maybe it was Larry. Yeah. It was too old, right? Could have been Larry. Could have been the pitching coach. So not to put the blame on Cashman, you know, he's always bringing in good dudes. So I can't put too much blame on the cash man or the chat man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyways, uh, Sessa Luis type, um, rough five yeah. games started. Um, Five two four or five two four yeah. ERA. And I'm guessing he had some relief work, yeah. but not good. One point four three three WHIP. So not good from Sessa. Only forty four innings pitched as well. So not a lot of innings. Uh, Herman, um, eighty five innings, fourteen games started, two six five right. five seven ERA. But he had one hundred two strikeouts, and then he did a total turnaround. Twenty nineteen yeah. before he had the domestic violence thing. He was freaking on fire. So that that whole this it was great to see that turnaround, and then it was a shame to see that stuff that he did. Um, but we'll see. Hopefully, he um, can turn a new leaf in the sense of his personal life, and then come back and be a good pitcher for us. Um, that'd be that'd be good. Um, but he starts right. to serve out a suspension whenever the season starts, so he's gonna yeah. miss pretty much all the year. Um, so we'll see him next year along with like Severino. So maybe we have a dope rotation next year of Cole, Sevi, Domingo, yeah, that would Paxton, be great. right? Monty. Tanaka. That's what I'm thinking. I, I hate to say it. I yeah. love Tank, but we'll it see. might maybe be time. Maybe he just comes back. You never know. He might be willing to Maybe take, he stays, like, yeah. A, maybe. I don't know. Couple-year deal. Not too much money and just yeah do what he does, kind of bounce around yeah because he's still got some he's still not a good he's still not a bad pitcher like he's still yeah he a performs good pitcher he's still when they need young, him to um, relatively like freaking playoff no, Tanaka man no. he's still freaking lights out anyways yeah uh, Tommy Canley also struggled yeah. and then also did a turnaround so some of these guys that that struggled now they are doing well and now our like bullpen is even better so and our pitching staff in general so canely 23 innings pitch yikes 656 era yikes <laughs> 1629 whip yikes yeah um not good um yeah did much better this year much much better got a nasty change up um other notes montgomery went on the il may 1st and ended up having tommy johns out for the year um Jonathan Lawizga, he debuted June 15th versus the Rays. Five innings pitched, zero earned runs, three hits, six strikeouts. Yeah. And is yeah. another guy. Good, good stuff, and we got a lot of hope. Injuries have also prevented his career from blossoming, so we'll see where that goes. Um, and then Adam Warren was solid again before he got traded, and um, right. now he's back on the Yanks minor league deal. But um, we'll dive into the playoffs here because we're getting yeah. – this is a very long episode now. But we'll dive into the playoffs. Um, or let's – you know, let's hit transactions. I'll run over – or you want to yeah, run I'll over the transactions just, quick. I'll uh, finish off the – just yeah, dude, skim, skim the wave tops. Some here. wave tops. Um, so Michael King came over actually um, in the offseason in 2018, uh, sent – Garrett Cooper and Caleb Smith to the Marlins for him. And he's another guy 
we hope might be a solid starter for the Yanks going forward. Um, we brought Giancarlo over. Um, the biggest piece of that deal was probably Starlin Castro, a couple minor league guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, we talked about Neil Walker. We signed him as a free agent. We sent uh, Jake in March. We sent Jake Cave to the Twins for Luis Gill, who is another starting pitcher that they have some hope in. Yes, a prospect. prospect. Um, if you go back to one of our first couple episodes, the prospect episode, maybe you can hear more about him. It's been a while, so I don't remember, but hopefully. Um, but yeah, midseason, we brought over a lot of guys. I mean, I think they were really trying to make a push. So they brought Britain over midseason. Um, all this happened kind of at the end of July. Yep. Voight. Voight came over. Lance Lynn came over. Um, we kind of said, yeah, McCutcheon came over at the end of August. Um, and of August. we purchased Gio Urshela um, on August 4th from the blue for measly like yes 25 grand side of white rice um i don't know why i said that but anyway um so yeah those were just some of the main transactions so if you want to hit the playoffs um we can talk about what happened there sure uh question for you who's jabari good Blash question um i looked into now? that a little bit he his maybe on the reds or something he hasn't done much um and i don't know it's confusing to me why we were why we why yeah why we said so much to headley and brian mitchell were both guys who played i mean headley more well known but brian mitchell pitched a lot for us and jabari blash i think we sent him to the reds or the dodgers or something afterwards maybe it was just a kind of a contract dump for Headley so we could open up a little bit more money. I don't know. That's the only thing I could think of, though. Yeah. Who knows? Weird. Good question, um, though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we sent Jabrari as part of some deal and got yeah. somebody else. We'll have to look into that. But All right. anyways, I'll wrap it up here at the playoffs <laughs> so we don't keep going too long. Um, so, 160 what two um record and we made the the yanks uh yep. clinched the wild card the red sox won the al east in 2018 so we beat the uh a's in the wild card seven to two awesome game i think judge had a first inning home run i remember watching um and yeah, you you said here, Judge Stanton, Hicks, Voigt, Didi, all made offensive noise. I mean, seven two, yeah, good amount of runs for a wild card game. Um, Judge had two hits, two ribbies. And those were the main highlights. I think Judge had that first inning home run that electrified Yankee Stadium. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty exciting, um, exciting game. And then back into the freaking playoffs. Right. So like, here we go again, right? Um, and then it didn't turn out so well in the ALDS. So, lost to the Red Sox three games to one. They just kind of went – they were just like a yeah. steamroller, really, throughout the whole playoffs. They kind of – probably because they cheated, but, I mean, it is what it is. So, um, Judge had a good series, 375 average, two home runs. Stanton, not so much. 
six strikeouts, struck out in the ninth inning of yeah, game one at and the game ninth four. Inning like play by so, play, and it was just brutal. Yeah, so just really rough stuff there for Stanton. Um, no, not I think endearing really himself to Yankees fans for sure. No, definitely not. And then Tanaka got the only win of the series for that for the Yanks. Um, game three was the bad one, God, the really bad one, one. sixteen to one. Um, terrible to watch. Um, Sevy started. He got lit up, and then it just went like who they. I don't even remember who they put in, but it was just they put in. I think at a certain point they were just putting in obviously like guys that they didn't want to waste arms, and yeah. then they ended up putting in Romine. So, um, yes, Austin Romine, the backup catcher, was right. pitching that was in the, the ALDS. He a full inning. So, yeah, um, I don't he think did. he gave up a run yes, either, did but- he? He gave up. Oh no! He gave up a solo shot. Severino, Lance Lynn, and Stephen Tarpley. So there's that. So there you go. <laughs> Austin Roman <laughs> right pitching. now on the Tigers, but it's okay. Um. Yeah. Love Roman. Good guy. He's got a nice beard now. Um. Anyways, moving on. Or oh, there's really not much to move on to. That was it. Really, like that was. That was, I think we won. I don't even remember the seat, like, because it was uh, the yeah. Red Sox had the home field advantage. So I think we won, we won one game at two, actually, won one at Boston, home, right? Six to two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember because it was tied up. And then I was like, all right, here we, we go. Now we're, and then after game <laughs> yeah, three, I was like, oh, shit. Um, that's really bizarre. I mean, we just got hammered. So that was just an. Uh, terrible, yeah. terrible thing. Terrible game. Rough to watch. Um, just wasn't our year that year, I guess. Um, <laughs> clearly not. So, um, but yeah, just uh, it was, it was, it was rough. I mean, we've gotten to the playoffs now, the past um, three years, and just had some heartbreak, especially twenty seventeen yeah. and twenty nineteen, both at the hands of the Astros, which is even more frustrating now with all the stuff coming out about yes, them cheating. Did. So, and then who knows what was going on with the Red Sox in 2018. Yes. So it's like, man, everyone loves to hate the Yankees, right? Cause they spend money, but at least they're not cheating. <laughs> like at least they're playing yeah, the game the right man. way. Hopefully so. we'll get one, get one soon toward the decade. This is going to be our decade. That's why I said this is the decade in New York sports. I'm saying the Yanks win at least three World Series in, 20, right. in the 2020 to 2030, right? Yeah. Sorry, no, can you hear right. me? Was I a little quiet there? All right, so mark mark my words, write down. These are just hot takes, predictions, whatever. At least three World Series for the Yanks in the decade. At least three World Series, got it. With a maximum, I think they're winning no more than five, no less than three. So that three to five, bring but it, I think at least they're up to at least thirty um, World Series championships. Five, one, thirty. Thirty by thirty. Yes, sir. Thirty by thirty. Giants are winning. Now it's get this. Dope. At least Man. 
two Super Bowls. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Giants are winning at least two Super Bowls. Living it up in this decade. We need it. I'm telling you, it's the decade for New York. For New York sports. I love it. Love it. And Cuomo's going to get out Shots of office. fired. Political pod. Look out. Look out. <laughs> yeah. And de Blasio's um, no longer the mayor. Nice. <laughs> nice. So, anyways, great decade. It's going to be an Hang awesome in decade. There, everybody. Just stand Please. by, New York. We're taking Don't it. We're taking it. We're taking it back. Us. Let's not predict the second wave before we get through the first one. Let's just hang in there. Anyway, sorry, that's I had to get that off my chest. I just can't deal with too much about the second wave right now while we're still working through where we are. You know, you just got to roll with the waves, right? When you're swimming right. in the ocean, you got to roll with the waves. Just roll with it. That makes sense. I sound like a freaking stoner behind like the 7 Eleven, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No offense right. to the stoners behind the 7-Eleven. Yeah, going but... back to the not offending pod. <laughs> now one episode yeah, was that offending was really everybody. Were... Really people were midgets offending. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and then I had, so I had some buddies that after hearing that episode, because I was calling Altuve a midget, and they are like, well, how is it, like, how tall is he? Because like, he might be like your height, and I was like, "No, he's a midget. He's shorter than I am." So we five, looked it up. Five. He's five foot five. Shorter than me. Oh, hold on. Five, he might six, be five still six. Could be shorter than me. Jose Altuve, height. Hey. Five oh. foot six. So you're uh, on a good what, day. Five, yeah, seven? I've got like a half inch, maybe an inch on him. All right, put that on my yeah, resume. So there you go. So Altuve. Yeah, you're <laughs> taller than Altuve, so get him out of here. All right. Well, any other thoughts for this fine Sunday episode? Um Somebody made it all the way to I the ain't end. Got much. God bless him. Um, yeah, eighty three minutes <laughs> have gone by since we started recording. Um minus like a minute or two before, so um, yeah, it's been it's been a long one. If you're still here, we appreciate it. And uh, follow us on Instagram. Let's go underscore Yanks. Um, like, subscribe, all that stuff. Whatever you do with that. And then uh, I don't know. That's all right, it. Now, I, well, I got that's all I got, Todd. Um, stay tuned for Joe's bonus Shohei Otani rant um, or not. That might not actually happen, but. Anyway, listen to our upcoming episodes. <laughs> Appreciate everybody tuning in. Maybe finances on Wednesday. We'll see if we can get our mostly me get our brains around this. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe a finance episode. Talk, a little bit of talking, talking money. money. Okay, we got to. There's so many times where I'm concerned that when I say our podcast name, I'm going to say talking yet with this nine. <laughs> I know. I know. I just realized that. I'm like, oh, should I talk? let's go money. Because, <laughs> I mean, and this is credit to uh, 
talking yeah, Yanks, but their, their name is catcher, uh, you know. Talking baseball, talking Yanks. Perfect. I mean, it's just yeah. like flows off the tongue. I mean, I think I think Let's Go Yanks is a good name too, but it, you know what I mean. So, <laughs> but Let's Go Money is kind of doesn't work. Let's so. Go Money. Maybe we'll try to make it work. All right, so, Joe. Anyways, it's been a blast. Thanks, brother. All right. <laughs> All right, 85 minutes later, I'll Thanks, see brother. you. Uh, I'll talk happy to you birthday. Soon. All right, love you too. See you. Love you.